Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Narc Abuse No More, where we're here to help educate you about narcissistic abuse, because your feelings do matter. Hi, and welcome to another podcast of Narc Abuse No More with your host, Dr. and Evangelist. K.O. Rich, thanks for tuning in today. Today is Friday. Yes, it is Friday, April the 28th of 2023. I pray that you've had a blessed, stress-free, narcissistic-free, abuse-free week so far, and that the remainder of this week will continue to be so as well. But if not, we're going to be talking about a few things today. Again, my name is Dr. K.O. Rich with Narc Abuse No More, where we're here to help you admit what you feel in order to heal from from the effects of narcissistic abuse because your feelings do matter. Yes, they do. But before we go on with today's podcast, I'd like to invite you to visit us on our website at www.narcnarcabusenomore.org. Again, that website address is www.narcnarcabusenomore.org. And on our website, you find valuable information regarding narcissism relationships. And if you have missed any of these podcasts, you can go to directly to the website and listen to us from there. Just to let you know, we are on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, and that is on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, iTunes, CastBox, and Deezer. We're also on Amazon Audible, Rumble, Brighton, and The Tube. That's right, we're on YouTube. So we have a variety of different platforms that you can listen to us from, and if all else fails, all you got to do is go directly to our website again at W www.narcnarcabusenomore.org. All right, what are we talking about today? We are today, we're doing some, some real talk, some real talk. And this, today's talk is not scripted. I didn't um, want to go into uh, forwards preparing like I normally do because I just want to be just real just real and I often come on here and I you know I've been counseling um for us on this podcast for I believe it's been about five years however um sometimes it's not as easy when you are being vulnerable about your own experiences and I've mentioned certain things here and there but I want to um, just give you my story uh, dealing with things in my own life. And and maybe this will help someone out there help you. Um, sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable with others, even though 
um, you might be in the position of counseling or pastor or evangelist or whatever case may be. But then it's good to be that it's good to be vulnerable with others so that you no know, people look up to you and think, oh, they got it all together and they've always had it together. And that's not my story. <laughs> it's not my story. So I just want to talk to you, give you some real talk about what I've gone through. And we often talk about narcissists on here and the different traits of narcissists and what to know. But there were there were times in my life I didn't know what a narcissist was. And, and I, I want to talk to you about that. But I want to just go back and because sometimes things in your childhood or your young adult years or whatever can kind of form things uh, or maybe be a, um, an agitator towards decisions you make later on. And what am I talking about? Well, when I was a kid, I really did not have what you would consider any high self-esteem. And I always wanted to fit in, but I never, never did. Um, I had a few friends in, in school, but I, I wasn't popular. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't popular or anything like that. And sometimes when we would go to the gym and you always you for those who know what i'm talking about you go to the gym and they're choosing teams and you don't want to be the last one picked but then you wind up being close to the last one that's picked and they just like oh we'll just take her or we'll just take him because we don't have nobody else because i wasn't good in sports and so it was so embarrassing to always be the last one that would be picked for anything but during that time you know i wanted to fit in and i didn't feel good about myself i felt ugly and a lot of times when in school i was called ugly <laughs> Oh, there were so many jokes and, it, it, and you know, being called ugly with the guys and, and everything and then being the laughter of class. And so that carried, that carried with me um, a lot of low self-esteem. You know, I wasn't the best dressed. I wasn't the most popular. I didn't have, you know, uh, nothing that I thought that I was good at. And so, therefore, I... I guess I kind of had this inward shell that, you know, trying to, wanting to fit in, but didn't fit in. You know, the girls, you had the popular girls in school and the, the guys liked them and everything. Well, that wasn't my case. But then when I got to high school, um, you know, I, I started wanting to fit in more but I still didn't but I did have some friends in high school and so when I was in high school um I was working at this uh, um, at this restaurant um and I met this guy there and so I was I, I really really liked him you know he was funny and everything and I've always been uh I've always loved people with a sense of humor so that was an instant attraction for me <laughs> and but you know what the thing is is that um 
he, you know, at first, you know, he liked me and all, you know, told me the things that I wanted to hear that I really hadn't really heard from anybody else, you know, for was uh, uh, in the male species, you know, telling me I was, you know, beautiful and all that kind of stuff. And so I fell for that. However, it did not last. It did not work. And so, you know, that really crushed my heart. You know, most high school romances don't last. So I wound up going into the military and later on and I, um, during that time I was really growing into myself. So I wasn't this ugly duckling anymore. You know, um, I was getting the attention of different men, you know, look nice. And then I start feeling better about myself. However, even in those those dating relationships I had, I still did not know my value. I did not know my value. And so it was even though I I start I was feeling better about, you know, how I looked and things of that nature, I still did not have a sense of self-worth. My self-worth was caught up in who said what about me rather than me knowing my own self, rather than me knowing my own strength. So then I tended to date those who did not value me. There was one in particular that I was dating and and he made me feel like I was like he was doing me a favor by being with me. And he was nice looking and everything, but it was like he wasn't he wasn't valuing me. It was like he didn't want like he was almost embarrassed to even have me around him and his family um there would be times when he would say oh let's go to you know visit my family and then when I got ready to go he would all of a sudden change his mind when I got dressed and then later on he would wind up going and so and then I remember one time that um that we were riding in the car from work because at the time we worked at the same job and which I tell people, don't ever date anyone at your job. <laughs> that is a bad, bad decision. But um, we were riding in the car. And he tells me that um, basically I was too fat. That he wanted someone that was slimmer. And that just crushed my spirit just crushed me I remember just bawling in the car because I couldn't believe it because at the time you know I was a plus size at the time so it wasn't like I had gained all this weight and then lost it you know or gain or lost weight and then gained it I was a plus size when we met and so I couldn't believe it you know that he had said that to me and I remember just bawling in the car when he said that and then, you know, I tried to lose weight. And I actually did. I, I started losing weight. But then even when I had lost weight, it wasn't good enough for him. Um, it, I wasn't skinny enough. He, You know, he made sure to tell me that, oh, well, he was used to dating thin girls. And, and I look back now, and I should have dropped him immediately. To make, make a long story short, I should have never even started dating him. But, um, you know, I should have dropped him because if someone doesn't love you for you, 
okay and, and and i'm not saying that you don't be healthy and fit or whatever but see that wasn't my case at the time it was that i had i was already a plus size when he met me but then he made me feel as if i wasn't deserving of him as if he was the actual trophy and i was just a tag along um that he was actually doing me a favor just by being with me and so i never felt secure in that relationship and most importantly i didn't feel secure in me so i basically wind up looking and viewing myself through his eyes and so everything that he thought i wasn't then my in my mind i came into agreement with that i wasn't and so but i still wanted to be with him and see that's the crazy thing when you don't have any self-esteem and when you don't have any self-value you would say this is the best that i could get i won't be able to get anyone else nobody will love me like this person or whatever and and, and to be honest about it be real about it he did not love me at all see i see that now but at the time i did not see that i thought that i had to meet up to his standards but at in actuality i didn't have to meet up to his standards or anyone else's except for god's so we we were together for about a year and a half and during that time uh you know i wasn't in god as i am now and so at the time we were actually living together and we were not married and i wouldn't recommend that at all especially as a christian and even um as a relationship because most relationships who do who do that cohabitation prior to marriage don't last but during that time um when it even came to intimacy he he was addicted to pornography so therefore i was like the second woman i was you know he would go and every night just about be on the computer and doing whatever at the computer but i was being neglected I wasn't getting my needs met. Again, I do not condone this because, you know, now I am in God. I am an evangelist. I am a doctor, pastoral counseling. So um, that was where I was at that time in my life where I was outside of the will of God. But I was the other woman. And so, and then I was dealing with things even with his ex who had a child by him. And, you know, I never, I never was the type of woman who would get in the middle of a parent and their child. So he know, he knew he had free reign when it came to even his relationship with his, you know, his children. And I didn't have any children, you know, still don't. But he took advantage of that. And so because I was the type that would, you know, uh, go through his phone and and follow him to see where he was or what I did that was not who I was however my wanting to be trustful also caused me to 
uh, be taken advantage of in that area. Now, this is not to say that when you're with someone, you should be able to trust them. See, I was with the wrong individual. With the right person, you should be able to trust them. You don't go through their phones and have them to follow and see where they're at and everything to see if they're where they're saying they're. You, you should never have to do that in a solid relationship. And I was not going to do that. But at the same time, he knew that that was not the type of woman I was. And so, therefore, he used that to his benefit. Make a long story short. Uh, you know, we he had mentioned about us getting married. And so I was like, okay, you know, still in that la-la land. <laughs> I was in my 20s at the time, too. And so, I, you know, I started, you know, I bought a dress and, and you know, started telling people we were going to get married and all this thing. Mind you, he didn't even go out to get me an actual ring. House. Let me just say, some of the stuff I did was so duh, duh, duh. All right. He didn't even go out to get me an actual ring. He didn't even, like, on Valentine's Day or anything, he would, he would make an excuse as if, oh, I'm just not into holidays. Now, mind you, I would get him something. But he would never, he never did really go buy me anything. No jewelry, no perfume. We'd go out to eat. But that was about all I was getting out of the relationship. I mean, every now and then I might have got a little satisfaction or something, but that's it. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, I, I settled. I settled because I deserved better. I deserved someone who was going to love me for me, respect me someone that was going to value me, someone that was going to appreciate me. But even more so, I deserve to feel those things about myself. See, oftentimes we get into relationships because we just want to be with somebody. But then if you're not in a good place yourself, if you're not feeling good about yourself, if you're not understanding your own sense of self-worth, then you will wind up getting in the wrong relationship just because you're trying to fill an empty hole. And what winds up happening, that hole gets bigger and bigger because you're trying to have someone fill the void when they're not doing anything but complicating the situation. And that was my case. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to continue this when we come back. Thank you. 
And that is my girl by the temptations. My girl. So I uh when it came to this relationship, uh, again, I was planning on this wedding. <laughs> and right before, I think it was like a month or so before we were actually say I do or whatever the case may be, um, he, he told me while he was taking a shower that basically he didn't want to go through with it. And, he, you know, he made it like, you know, he just wanted to live his life. And he, you know, he, he didn't want to be tied down and all this. Mind you, he was the one that brought up marriage to begin with. And so um, we wound up splitting after that because I told him that I was not going to be a permanent living girlfriend. And I wasn't because I had seen so many women living with men for years and that man never had no intentions of ever fully committing to her and so they wind up with men for 5 10 15 years and, and never never get married and that wasn't going to be me even then i was determined that was not going to be me i may have did it a little late but it was better a little late than never <laughs> and so after a year and basically seven months of being together, we split. And, but the thing is, is that even then, you know, I wound up taking my dress back and the people at, uh, where I had bought it from, David's Bridal, they was, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. And I wound up, you know, changing it for something else to wear and everything. And so the thing was, was that, you know, I was, I felt at the time that, I wasn't going to get anyone else. I was going to uh, wind up just being alone forever. And I wasn't, um, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had anything that anybody would want in me. You know, I felt like I was just going to be alone. Even though I had the hopes and dreams of one day meeting somebody, I just felt like, wow, this, this was my chance and this was it. But even after that, I didn't let go all the way. You know, he would come over and y'all know what I'm talking about. You supposed to be split up and then y'all still doing whatever. And, and then one day I just said enough was enough because I wanted more out of that than just an occasional booty call. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So I wound up moving. I moved to a different house. I didn't leave a forwarding address. I changed my phone number and everything. And I never saw him again. But the thing is, is that I, years after that, it took a long time for me to heal and get over the hurt and everything that I had experienced in that relationship. No, it wasn't any physical abuse of that nature. You know, I was never hit. But the things that were done in the relationship was emotional abuse, uh, a lot of narcissistic abuse when it comes to those type of things. Um, and it was damaging to my self-esteem. And so I had to... I had to, for a long time, try to stop viewing myself through his eyes. 
And because I would look at myself and I was like, I'm not thin enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. And it, it took a toll on me. And sometimes when others speak things to you or they speak things over you, it can become a, a barrier or, or in your emotional health, or should I say a weight. It, be, it became a weight that I was carrying that I needed to release. And and I finally did. I finally did. It took a long time, but I finally came into a place where I was able to accept me for me. And I wasn't looking at myself through his eyes. And one thing I'm just going to say today, even with my own experience, um, it is so important for you to know your worth know who you are don't let someone define you know your worth because the thing is if I had known my worth then a lot of those who I did date or go out with I would not have gone out with because I would have recognized that they did not value me And when you are in any relationship, you have to know your worth in that relationship so that you will know what not to take and what not to deal with. And and know that when someone shows you signs that they don't value you, that they don't know your worth, that they don't want to know your worth, that they expect you to accept any and everything, you can say no. See, right now, I'm not where I was 20 years ago. That's right. Next month, I'll be 48 years old. And I am a different person than when I was at 28, even at 38. Now I know my value. Now I know my worth. Now I know that I will never settle for anyone who does not value me, who does not see me for who God created me to be. One thing I often talk about, I often repeat on this podcast, is that I love what the psalmist said, that I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made, and I know that full well. And you have to know that full well. Some of you are in relationships right now that are damaging to your sense of self-worth. Some of you are in relationships that are that are making you feel as if you're nothing, as if you're incompetent, as if you're 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 never um, meet anyone or anything. You'll never be anything, and that is not true. See, when you're dealing with someone that is narcissistic, you're dealing with someone who only thinks about themselves. See, when I was in that relationship with that particular individual, he only thought about himself. It was, he had this grandiose view of himself and I was just a little peon. And so basically when I mentioned he was, he he acted as if he was doing me a favor by being with me, he actually thought that. But you know what? You have to know your worth and say, you know what? Whoever ends up with me, they're getting a prize. See, now I know that I am a true treasure. This is not in a narcissistic sense of, oh, I'm going to walk all over someone and take advantage of them or anything. No, this is saying that. You know what? Been there, 
done that. I know my worth. I know who I am as an individual. And so therefore, I know what I bring to the table. And if someone cannot recognize that, then guess what? This is not the relationship that I'm going to be in. I'm going to recognize your worth. You need to recognize mine. And when you recognize your worth, that means that I'm not going to tolerate any type of abuse. I'm not going to tolerate anything, whether it's physical, verbal, spiritual, sexual. I'm just not going to tolerate that. And you don't have to. And let me let me just say this to some who are, are in relationships where you're being abused, okay? Um, especially for those that are in the church, let me just say this. God did not make you to be abused. God did not make any of us to be abused. God is a God of love. And if you are in an abusive relationship, especially if you're in one that is physically uh, abusive to you, you need to get out as safely as possible. Some people in the church, they will try to keep you in a relationship and tell you, oh, well, God hates divorce. And if you divorce that individual that you're in sin or whatever, let me just say this, people. That person who is abusing you is not operating up under the authority of God. When that person decides to abuse you, they're not loving you as Christ loves the church. That means that you do not have to stay with someone who is not operating in the manner that God would have him. So for example, women, if you are married to a man who is putting his hands on you, you can leave that man and don't feel as if God is going to throw you into hell because you decide that you do not want to take abuse anymore. Now, whether you divorce or not, that is up to you. But you can say, you know what? I'm out of here. I am not going to take this abuse anymore. Because let me just be real with you. Is that oftentimes people will try to use religion to hold you bound. They will try to say, oh, well, God said he hates divorce while they're still knocking you upside your head. But they refuse to read the scriptures and point to the scriptures that say uh, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. That means that Christ is not beating up the church. So therefore, that man is not supposed to be laying his hands on you. And when he decides to operate outside of the will of God, then you are not held uh responsible for staying in the relationship with that person who refuses to honor you as christ does now some people might say oh well you're you shouldn't tell people that they should get divorced i'm not telling you to get divorced that's your decision between you and the lord but what i am going to tell you to do is get out of that relationship as safely as possible the other day, I uh, had posted 
about God hating divorce, but he also hates abuse. He also hates abuse. And someone got upset with me because I told women not to stay in an abusive relationship. You know, I just told them, hey, you know, God hates divorce, but he also hates abuse. Letting them know they don't allow anyone to make you feel as if you have to stay in an abusive relationship. So the person, this was a male, he, he got, you know, a little upset about what I had said. And I just kindly told him, it seems to me that you are an abuser. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't be offended by me telling other women to not stay in an abusive relationship. I want to just let you know today that you don't have to allow someone to take advantage of you allow someone to abuse you allow someone not to appreciate you allow someone not to value you you deserve better and if someone cannot treat you right and especially if you have not married them please don't go ahead with that relationship if you have not said i do to them this is your flashing yellow light to say warning warning don't proceed or at least proceed with caution Know what you're getting involved with. Know what you're doing before you get tied up in the wrong relationship. Because it's, it's better to be proactive and not proceed with the relationship than to be reactive and then you're in the relationship and then now you're trying to get out of it. And that's so important for you to know. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. Lost touch with my soul I had nowhere to turn I had nowhere to go Lost sight of my dream Thought it would be the end of me Yeah. 
don't know their own strength and you do have strength God has placed strength on the inside of us and this is why I love the text in the Bible that says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength because you might feel as if you know what I don't have the strength to leave I I know that this is not what God has for me. I know this is not the relationship I should be in. I'm being abused. And and I know that, you know, I deserve better, but I don't have the strength. And yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's one step at a time. One step at a time. And when you get to making those steps, then you get stronger with each step. It's just like a baby, and when a baby's born, a baby doesn't normally come out walking, (laughs) okay? But the baby will eventually learn how to turn, and then the baby starts, uh, 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 starts trying to pull up, and then the baby will start trying to move with, you know, take one knee and the next, and then the next thing you know, they're crawling, and then on top of that, they're going to start pulling up on things to try to stand, strengthening those leg most muscles. You often put them in a walker to help them with that. And then before long, you know, they're holding on to things, and they're able to take off, and eventually they'll be able to start walking without holding on to anything and then beware because then they're going everywhere (laughs) and it's the same way when it comes to your recovery recovery with healing from any type of abuse rather is physical sexual spiritual financial emotional verbal abuse whatever is one step at a time some people may run a marathon and then they like oh well you know i got over this real fast but see we can't judge one another's based on someone else's experience because we all have had different experiences your experience may not be my experience and my experience may not be your experience and so therefore whatever path that you're on towards your road to healing from whatever type of abuse and even if it's dealing with just saying you know what i'm on this road to learn how to love myself learn how to like myself learn how to feel good about myself well guess what that's your road and take your time on it we all we live this life and many people live the best that they can and we've all many of us we've made mistakes when it comes to relationships and and different choices but guess what the thing is is that as long as we learn from those experiences i know that i have i've learned from my experiences and again like i said i'm not where i was 20 years ago i'm not where i was 10 years ago i'm at a 
new stage in my life and therefore because i have grown in those areas i know that i'm not gonna settle in those areas see you have to get to that place where you say you know what i have changed that chapter i'm probably no longer in that same book I, I've grown, I've learned, I've, I've, I've learned things in life, I've experienced things in life, and I know what not to repeat, I know what to look for, I know what not to do. And the thing I'm saying to you today is, learn from the things that you have gone through, because it can make you stronger, it makes you stronger. You, you say, you know what, I've been there, I've done that before, I'm not going back that down that direction again. And that's a good thing. Because now, let me tell you, I'm single right now, but guess what? Whoever I marry, trust me, it's not going to be somebody that's going to be abusive. I'm going to let you know from the beginning. You hit me one time, that's the end of it. Ain't no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, it won't happen. Oh, no, 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 sir, no, sir, you know, I know. <laughs> Oh, you if, you! if you think you're gonna cheat on me, guess what? I, you do it one time. We done. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna be the other woman. I am not gonna be the woman that takes it from you being with other women. See, you get to this place in life. You say, you know what? These are things that are not where I'm gonna compromise. And you, you stand your ground. You set your boundaries. And let that person know from the beginning because they're going to know, hey, this is one that I can't play with. This is one that will do what she say. And trust me, I'm going to make it clear. I will do what I say. I don't have no time for foolishness. And you get to that place because you know your worth. At this point in my life, I know my worth. I know that I deserve to be appreciated, valued, loved, respected. I know my worth. So therefore, I'm not going to settle for less than. I don't have time to do what your mamas didn't do, okay? Uh, you tell that person, hey, if your mama didn't raise you right, I'm sorry. But then it's come a point where you have to be a man and you have to stand on your own two feet. And therefore, I'm not the one. I'm not here to try to make you into something that you should be already through the help of God. See, because as women... We, we are the nurturers. And a lot of times women feel like, well, I got to make him into a man. No, God makes him into the man. You're just a helpmate. You're, you're just a one to be along the side, but he's supposed to be the man. It's not your job to raise a man. Come on now. Let me, t let me repeat that because a lot of women think that, oh, it's my job to turn him into the man. No, God is the one that makes him the man because he is, he's the priest of the home. So therefore, he's supposed to be following God and then you follow him as he follows God. But if he has no God in him, then you're going to wind up with a lot of troubles you're gonna wind up with that one that's not faithful the one that's abusive the one that can't, can't value you and doesn't appreciate you and this is let me just say this this is not one-sided this is even for the men and you, you you can't teach her how to be a woman only god can show her how to be that proverbs 31 woman and if this is someone you're dating and they're not in god then guess what you're going to have some issues because there's so many men that, you know, they, I get them sending me emails or whatever saying, you know, I'm dealing with this with my wife. And, and one thing I ask, you know, those that are Christians, I ask, did you pray about her before you married her? 
because sometimes you know we go ahead of God and we we say oh well you know I'm lonely I want to go ahead and get married but the thing is you have to always ask God ask for spiritual discernment and say you know what I'm going to just wait I'm going to make sure that this is who God has for me because I need his absolute best this is where I'm at I am not going to marry anyone unless I know I'm getting God's absolute best you know I'm single by choice you know, it's not that I haven't had the opportunities, it's, and I may have been, uh, some of them were pretty nice, but the thing is, I want God's absolute best. I need his absolute best. I don't want to settle. I don't want to feel like I'm compromising to, to say, okay, well, I'm going to compromise so I, won't, so I won't be alone. No, I need God's best. It doesn't mean that the person is perfect or anything like that, but God's best for you will be the best for you. Come on now. And so I've learned in life to wait is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's not easy being single. I, 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 I would not lie and tell anyone that. Some, sometimes Christians, we want to be deep and profound. And, oh, I, I'm all in the Lord and I'm single and I'm all. But you know what? Yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I believe in God. Yes, the Lord guides me, leads me. I, I, I follow him. I try to live for him. And But the thing is, is that in reality, no, it's not easy being single. It's not. Because sometimes you want to talk to somebody. Sometimes you want to have that person to share things with. You love to call that person, you know, if you're dating and say, hey, you know, this is going on in my life. Or you want to be with somebody around the holiday seasons and all that. Yes, yes, I I totally get it. I've been there, done that, okay? Doing it now. (laughs) But the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm not willing to settle. And you have to tell yourself, you know what? I am worth more than settling for less. I am worth more than settling for less. And should that time come when God gives you that special person, then it's going to be the right person. Someone who will love you, someone who will appreciate you, someone who's not going to abuse you, somebody who's not going to manipulate you, somebody who's not going to cheat on you. And until that time comes, it's best to wait. It's best to wait. Well, I pray that today you have enjoyed my story. And I pray that it has been a blessing and an eye-opener for you to say, you know what? I deserve better. I deserve to be valued, respected, appreciated, and loved. And when you wait for the right one, then you will not go wrong. And you might say, well, I'm already in a situation where I'm being abused or whatever the case may be. And I want to help you if you are in an abusive relationship. 
I want to give you the information to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And their website is www.thehotline.org, www.thehotline.org. You can call 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. TTY callers, 1-800-787-3224. You can also text the word START to 88788. Again, text the word START to 88788. You are not alone. And don't let anyone make you feel as if you have to stay in an abusive relationship. I don't care who they are. God did not make you to be abused. And you deserve better. I pray that today's podcast has been a blessing for you. And this is Dr. and Evangelist K.O. Rich with It Is Finished. I'm sorry, Narc Abuse No More. I'm giving you a wrong, wrong podcast. Narc Abuse No More, where we're helping people admit what they feel in order to heal from the effects of narcissistic abuse. Until next time.